first went to uh, uh, Malawi, I'm trying to get quite a collection up here. You, you go to these uh, small village huts that, you know, might hold 25 people, and you're standing up there in a designated spot, or they might even have a little stage and a little square building, and, and uh, Nathan, as you're speaking, they just, people start coming up and standing on the stage, and, you know, and thankfully this was before Somalia, because after Somalia, I don't let anybody get behind me, but then this one will come up and stand by you, and, and, and you're, you're, you're actually, you're just speaking to 25, 30 people, and, and they just keep coming up and standing up there, and, and you're wondering what's going on, and what you find out later on, because we were so brand new at it, that that the people listening to your speaking, uh, to you speak in, in that culture, if they agree with what you're saying, or if they would say what you're saying, if they had an opportunity to say it, then their way of saying amen is just to get up and come and stand with you and stand there and say, yeah, this is us talking, you know? And, you know, and so by the time... You, you finish out of the 35 people, there's 25 of them up there standing next to you and around you, and, and I'm brand new off the boat. All I know is Baptist way of doing things, and so if you're going to preach, you're going to have to have an invitation, so I have to send them back down, sit down, so I can tell them to come back up. <laughs> but you know how arrogant you are. You're, you're up there after a while, and 25 out of 30 come up, you're wondering, what's wrong with you five? Why don't you agree with what I'm doing? And, and never, never, never have we found a, a, a place where there are believers gathered. If they're not influenced by Western practices, nowhere, nowhere do they celebrate Christmas as a holiday. They don't do it. If you look at a story from their perspective, and I'm, I'm not going to do this whole story now. We're going to go do some table talk. But to them, they, they, when they read just the first part, you know, see, most of you are, are born with the resurrection. And you're sort of working your way backwards. You already know the end of the story. What if you don't know the end of the story? For most of the world, when they hear that story, that God breaks into human history. Yes, yeah, what gods do. Well, in this story, God breaks into human history and he makes his own baby. He has his own son. Well, that's what gods do. And trouble comes, and God rescues his baby, and everybody else's baby gets to die. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the way life is. That's the way life is. Something really good, really great happens, and evil comes back at you twice as hard. And, and I, I'm saying to you, none of that makes sense. None of Matthew Mark, Luke, and John, the trial and the crucifixion of Jesus, it does not make sense without the resurrection. It doesn't. It's the resurrection that changes everything. And it's the resurrection that will have you cross the street. It's the resurrection that will send you to the next race of people. It is a serious problem that we've got to talk about. And if it's only talking about it, then I'm not that much interested in it. That in my culture, we're 49 point some percent Caucasian. 
and the percentage, when we look at missionaries that we appoint in Protestant evangelical cultures, uh, 97% of all of our missionaries are evangelicals. How are we going to reach the nations? 90, okay, let me say again, the conscience and the brain just spoke. Now, it ruined the flow, so I'll have to build it back up again, all right? But you, I don't want to lie to them, do I? All right, now that they're looking at you, I feel better about myself. Um, and that's what it's all about. Um, 97% of every missionary, when we do this kind of thing, whether we're doing it for Southern Baptists or Assemblies of God or YWAM or Crusade or whatever, 97% of all missionaries appointed are white. What's going on? How can we make up less than 50% of the population? Now, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on. But, but the question is, can we reach the nations without reaching the nation? The hardest group on earth to reach is your Judea. Now, for you in this room, for most of you, probably if you're honest, your Judea would be African Americans, maybe Latinos. Because usually your Judea is the next closest race of people. And generally, uh, in, in, in your world, it's the people, it's the next race of people that has a lot of cultural characteristics that are different from yours, but you, 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 you breathe the same air and you might live on the same dirt. But if, if you take Jesus' command, you take it to Ethiopia and, and you take it to Somalia and you take it uh, uh, to Zimbabwe. And generally, your Judea is the next race of people uh, around you, sometimes in your country, a lot of times outside of your country, but those, your Judea is the ones that comes in and they steal your goats and they take your sheep and they steal your camels and they, and they, and they steal your, your cattle. And when things get bad, uh, your Judea comes and takes your daughters and kidnaps them and forces them into marriage. And, 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 and if you're gone long enough, they're going to take your wife and, and do something to her. Uh, I promise you, I promise you, if you can go to Judea, the rest of the world's a piece of cake. Judea, uh, in Africa, I realized, here I am being taught how to be a better husband, a, a better father, and I can give you story after story of being embarrassed to death because of non-Christian practices that my culture had given me, or maybe I just did it on my own, I don't know, but, but uh, here I am. Uh, we, we went 14 months, 14 months, and, and always had uh, uh, an African, usually in that case a Tosa-speaking one. Uh, we had somebody for lunch and supper. That gets expensive. I want you to open up your houses, but I also don't want you to go to the poor house. But we always had somebody, and I realized, wow, here I am living, immersed in, and, and loving, and being loved by uh, black people in Africa, and I had never, ever shared a bologna sandwich with an African family, African Americans in America. I, I had to confess that as sin. And uh, uh, one of the hardest things for our boys coming home is, is our boys have nothing to do with a multiracial uh, environment. They, they're non-racial. And I can't tell you that 
that's something that they struggled with. That, that, that's something that they really had to talk to Jesus about. They just grew up. They, uh, our youngest is so tribal. He's got in so much trouble when he came back to America. I have watched him walk up to an African-American and say, wow, you're the blackest one I've ever met in my life. Well, that's just like saying you've got red shoes or I like your hair or something. It's, it's just a physical description. It's not a racial designation, but it didn't go over real well. And, and our boys are wearing uh, 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 the colors that black Africans would wear in South Africa and, and walk in the shopping centers and have African-Americans walk up to them and, said, and tell them, white boy, take off this shirt. You don't deserve to wear this shirt and they said uh, how long have you lived in South Africa uh, in apartheid with people not your color and, and how many of you have had your dad uh, taken to the police station six times for because he led the family to live among and so our boys say uh, yeah if anybody wears this shirt it's not you it's, it's, this, is, this is where I'm from this is who I am and our, our boys uh, have a hard hard time when they came back to the states on, on, on two levels, and one level is they had so much deep church around the table where we would sit with our team and sit with uh, believers uh, from all kinds of walks of life and sit there and talk about the kingdom of God and, and tell each other stories and worship for four and five hours as the uh, leftover food congealed and, and, you know, grew arms and legs seemingly as, as you didn't scrape the plates, but just sat there and worshiped God and, 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 and their body of Christ was such an intimate thing. They, 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 they found it very difficult uh, to find that, to replace that in American culture. And, and I say to them, you don't have any excuse. You've watched us. You've helped us start it all over the world. If you don't find what you need, start it. You're big boys now. Your marriage, you, this is your responsibility. But they, they cannot, they cannot accept uh, any racism within the body of Christ inside the kingdom of God. They can't baptize that and call that Christian. They can't do it. And so what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I want you to hear me say is that uh, Somali was hard. There's a lot in a lot of ways, uh, you get praised a lot for crossing the oceans and going to Somalia, and you get to stand before a lot of people. Cross the street to the next race of people and, and see how well you are received and how well you are applauded. When Jesus said, you're not allowed to skip anybody. You don't get to leave Jerusalem and fly over Judea and Samaria and get to land in somewhere where uh, I remember my daddy before he... He became a Christian at the death of our son. Well, he actually uh, became a Christian after the death of our son and when he was dying of cancer. But uh, I, I came home and, and uh, trying to explain to him again why we do what we do. And he said, well, I just reckon uh, their blacks are not like our blacks. I said, Daddy, there's so much wrong in that statement, I'm not even going to have a conversation, you know, with you. And... and uh, uh, and he just blew smoke in my face and, and uh, said something very polite to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but folks, um, you, you, you can hold this stuff in theory. 
But when you can see people's hearts and speak their language and break bread in their homes, see, um, it, it might be easier for you all to break bread. I, I know Southerners. I am one. It might be easier for you to break bread in your homes with Muslims than it is with African Americans. Then, 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 then recognize the hardest task and, and recognize where your love has gone astray and let's be like Jesus. Let's do this. You know, Jesus was not Caucasian. Dark features, dark hair. And, and I think his, uh, I think, again, Nathan, I think there's so many layers to this great commission that I think when Jesus said, with the last words he spoke before he went to heaven after the resurrection, and he said, go, and go and make disciples and baptize. And, and in Acts, it says, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Uh, it's the most anti-racist statement that the Bible makes. You don't get to skip anybody. You don't get to skip anybody. And so I think what might authenticate what we're hearing this weekend is not necessarily how many of you all might eventually end up over yonder, how many of you end up crossing the street and, and, and making a, a uh, that, that, that making uh, not a multi-racial environment out of Jesus, but where race just isn't an issue. You know, it, it, race is something that just adds culture and, and color uh, to the page that we're drawing on. And so uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, my family had words for everybody. I mean, not good words. If, if you weren't from Kentucky and are part of Kentucky, we had bad things. I mean, we had bad things to say about the city people that weren't in the country. And they were not nice things. And, and I, I was raised so racially charged. One of the reasons why we had to spend... Um, eight years in South Africa under apartheid is I carried that stuff with me to Africa. And God, God knew that I would not be able to endure and understand the race wars that were going on in Somalia, clan against clan, tribe against tribe, if I didn't get this stuff out of my heart. I had no right to say anything to anybody if, if I still had that sin in my heart. And, and, and so... Uh, think about that. We don't make people objects of salvation. We're seeking to find new brothers and sisters in Christ in order to break bread with. And, and I've watched it. Uh, I've watched the Arab Christian churches around the world when Muslims begin to believe, especially when they're single young Muslim men, and if 20 of them come into the Arab Christian church, 20 families leave with their daughters because they're not going to let them, their daughters marry one of those former Muslims. And uh, everywhere we have a church, almost without exception in persecution, China's an exception, but where we have a historical church like in Pakistan, uh, like in Malaysia, it's a Chinese background church. That church is two things. It's a, it's a religious minority, so, so you're aware of that. And, but they're also a racial minority. So why are they persecuted? Is it because they're in Christ or they're because another race of person, race of people? Everywhere in Africa, we had this conversation in, in a multicultural setting last night. 
everywhere in Africa where Muslims are killing Christians and Christians are killing Muslims, I don't know of a single exception. Uh, the Christians are one tribe of people and the, and, and, and the uh, Muslims are another tribe of people. And they've been killing each other for hundreds of years long before Muhammad was born. And I don't know their history well enough. Maybe it was even before Jesus was born. And the biggest hindrance to the kingdom of God is racism. And if we want to, can you imagine what it would say to the world, let alone America, if we, if we, if we fix this one, if we got our hearts right on this one. And, and I know it's a lot more, uh, I'll get a lot better positive feedback from you if I, if I keep this overseas and now I've come meddled in your own backyard. But, but folks, uh, that's a chain around your neck. Let's get rid of it. Let, let's get rid of it. And, and let's, let's in, embrace uh, the image of God that's in all people, okay? Now, uh, if you need to go get at a table with somebody, you do it. But here, here's your assignment. And, and, and um, you're going to set the clock for me? Can I set the clock for 10 minutes? Is that how we do that? You can do that through your phone? Wow, you're such an amazing guy. Oh, I thought you were going to put it up here. You're so good at math. Um, we want you to talk about, you know, if indeed uh, you accepted even being halfway the truth, that the vast majority, what we're hearing is 95% of the of of those who call themselves Christians in our churches in America will never share Christ with another person. We're not talking about the Catholics. We're not talking about Orthodox. We're talking about Protestant evangelicals. Here's what, we're, here's what the church is saying about itself. Then what I want you to get at is why. Why is that true? Uh, are you having, is, there, is it Washington that's making you not share your faith? Is it, is it a, what is it that's keeping you just from normally, naturally sharing Christ. Uh, 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 it is very, 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 very common for us to share our faith with 20 Muslims a day because they're always trying to convert us. Having spiritual conversations with Muslims is just that easy. I promise you. Now, the cross is always a stumbling block. Christ being the Son of God is a huge stumbling block. But having spiritual conversations with Muslims is as easy as having uh, talk about football, basketball, sports with you all. It's that easy. And it doesn't mean getting to Jesus as Lord of Lord and King of Kings is going to be an easy sale. But spiritually conversations, you can have that 24-7. So I want to hear back from you after 10 minutes or so. We'll call time on it. So don't dominate the time, any one of you around the table, but talk about what is it in America culture that is silencing the church go? Mm -hmm.